Blog Talk Radio. Desperate House Witches. My name is Raina Starr. I am your host for the hour, as I am for every hour. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you. But you know it is. That's why you tune in. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching good needs. With me for the hour, I'm so happy whenever I get to talk to this man, my wonderful friend, Jade Sol Luna, the Asterian astrologer himself. Hey, Jade. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Always. Always. How have you been? What's going on? It's been, you know, it's been busy. It's been crazy busy. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, life. Life has been good. We're in Joshua Tree. You're kind of where I live. I'm kind of, as you know, totally away from everything that's going on here. And uh, yeah. it's it's been really really nice to be here during the worldly situations that are going on. You're kind of because you're kind of removed from it. If I wasn't dealing with news and things like that, I, I, I wouldn't even know what's going on because where we're at, we're just kind of completely, utterly away from it. And that's got to be a hell of a lot more peaceful to the mind than the constant bombardment of energy and people and news and politics and anger and, and all of the other things that go with it. It must be a, a better, healthier, I would think, existence to be away from a lot of the, the negative energies we're dealing with. It is. And also, you know, there's this vortex out here in Joshua Tree, which we've talked about before, and I've been yeah. formulating a really, really strong relationship with it. It's even deepened incredibly over the last, like, Oh, probably last like, like six months. Um, it definitely has a very strong Kali slash Hecatean vibe, and you know I've been going deeper into that connection. I would even say relationship with it since I've been here. Yet at the same time, you know my guru in India, he said I like my Buddhas in the city. Um, he like anyone can be a Buddha on top of a mountain, but being a you know Buddha in the city is a much more difficult task. So with that being mind, in mind I am also going to be getting another home in Los Angeles. So I'm going to be living here and in Los Angeles as of probably this spring. Very nice. Oh, that's great. Nice. <laughs> so you'll be, so will, will the desert still be your main base? And you'll yes, be it will. And, you know, yep. in the city, as it were. Oh, for business, I would assume, and things of that nature. It, that's, that's right. Great. There's many things going on in the business world. And I'm, I'm just going to get a small apartment out there in Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah. I, I've made some decisions to actually kind of plant myself here also due to the specific connection I have to this location. Um, you know, I believe mm-hmm. that there's something spiritual going on here in my relationship with just this area. And it's manifested through my work in so many various ways. It's, it's been really, really obvious. But, like, as an example, when I meditate in the city, you know, I worship Hecate. And when I sit down 
it requires a certain amount of intensity to kind of pull that energy into my life there, where here it's everywhere. I can sit down in front of my altar and it's already active. It's already here. Almost yeah. as if it's waiting sometimes. Yeah. It's a very powerful connection. And once it starts, it can take over my nights. I've even been spending a lot of nights outside just in the moonlight, uh, doing some mystical practices out there and just really connecting to that vortex here. And that relationship has become probably the most profound relationship I've had in the United States. India still is going to remain number one. My guru was there. I had some experiences sure. with Kali out there that were astronomical, but I'm amazed that I'm able to kind of uphold a lot of what I went through there here in Joshua Tree. And I definitely believe this place is sacred, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I remember when you were first talking about it, and it was, it, you know, there just seemed to be this amazing sense of peace that this was so correct, and there just seemed to be nothing but confirmations about you moving there and experiencing exactly what you're talking about. Um, we've, we've discussed since you've been there a number of times about the vortex and, and the energy there. And, you know, it's, it's got to be where you are for, I would say, regeneration and spiritual practice and growth, if nothing else. Agreed. You know, there's, I've been fortunate in this life. If you look at the places I've lived, like I grew up in Sedona, and Lake Havasu, mm -hmm. back to back. Um, I spent a lot of time in Ojai, California, India, uh, Joshua Tree. L.A. is the only place that was like this offshoot. I've lived in L.A. LA longer than anywhere else. But I've been fortunate to live mm -hmm. around these vortexes. And they're, like the ones in Sedona are, are incredibly powerful as well. Ojai has one of the strongest ones I've ever felt in the United States. The one here in Joshua Tree is specific, as I feel, a personal link to it. It's very personal. Like I, I would even go as far to say that Hecate slash Kali is deeply mm -hmm. connected to this vortex here in Joshua Tree. Like at night, because I live on top of the mountain, when I see the moon here, even last night was another example. There's a valley here. That's there's Yucca Valley, Joshua Tree, and it looks like the palm of a hand when I'm looking at uh, the the scenery from where I live, and it looks like a palm, and the moon is just shining in it. It's, it's very sacred, very powerful, and it has this very strong ancient feel that, um, like I said, it's become a relationship uh, that has been really significant, and my desire to stay here has also been due to the fact that it's an actual relationship. I mean, it's, it's every month it seems to kind of grow and evolve in some way, shape, or form, and you can have good days with it. You know, it's not bad days with it, too. Sure where there's internal struggles yeah. that go on with it. Um, but it, nevertheless, it is what it is. Uh, I'm definitely sensing the power of this, the, of this place and a connection to it, no doubt. Being an astrologer, now, by the way, it's you. like the stars are like right yeah. in front of you here. <laughs> Even though when I lived in Arizona, oh, the wow. stars are more visible there, visible there, there's something about this location yeah. where it looks like the stars, it looks like a painting. It doesn't even look real. Like you could actually take the stars out of the sky. You're like right there in it. And as an astrologer, you can see the planets moving through the constellations. And that's why you're going to hear me say it again. I, I just have this such a strong disdain for Western astrology because I can go out, look at the constellations in the sky, and show you the planets moving mm -hmm. through them. That's astrology. Yeah. Western astrology can't do that. And, and nor does that correlate with the system that they actually use. So here it really deepens your connection to astrology where you just sit there and you see the planets. Like when they were talking about the age of Aquarius, 
because Saturn and Jupiter are conjunct in Aquarius, according to Western astrology, you could see it in Capricorn right in front of my face. You could just see it right there. You could see the constellation Capricorn, Jupiter and Saturn conjunct in it, and hence here we have Western astrology predicting the age of Aquarius for like the seventh time since the 60s, you know. But anyways, that's for another time. You've heard that over and over again. <laughs> that's all right. I will listen to it as often as you'll say it. Uh, because it's true. But there was a question I had for you that I kept forgetting to ask you. And the question has been since you've been in Joshua Tree. And I wanted to know, is it that you were searching for a sacred place or did you, did the sacred place call to you? It called me in. I I was not, you know, where I lived in, Los Angeles. I lived in Laurel Canyon, and I loved where I lived. I mean, I had like Richard Lewis as my neighbor on one side. <laughs> I had the share and yeah. sunny house on the other side. You're in nature. It was this little bungalow house, and my landlord died, and and the the pandemic had started, and so many things were going on that I'm like, you know what? Let's just kind of pop out of the city. Well, I was looking for homes in Los Angeles, and nothing. By the way. Realtors don't like renting to astrologers. <laughs> they don't like to do that. You know, even though this has been a sure. you know a lifetime job I've had and it's been a highly successful job, there's it's not an easy thing to do when at time when it comes time for me to go look for a home. There's a struggle just with being an astrologer. Um, but every house that I, we were looking at fell apart, other than this one that we're in right now. Um, they would end up renting it to someone else, um, or just certain things wouldn't come to pass this one happened and this was the one i wanted it was the, the top one on the list was this one and it was just an idea to get out of the city for a period of time and uh uh-huh. so i believe it called me here i've lived here before in the year 2000 i believe it called me there as well um and uh-huh. i i'm evolving in this area spiritually I, i'm i'm recognizing the connection to it and this is very indian in india they even believe that certain masters and certain saints get realized in certain cities also due to the various deities or gods or goddesses that rule over that location. Each location in the United States has its own series of gods or angels, whatever you want to call them, that rule over those locations. So I believe that there's a very specific form of Hecate slash Kali that exists here that I just have a very personal relationship with. And so so we, I needed – I also believe that it was time for me to start moving to new levels of consciousness in my own life. And I believe it called me here to this location to to get that started, to get the next phase started. Um, yet I didn't – believe it or not, when I lived here or moved here, didn't think I would plan on staying. I thought it was going to be a temporary move. But now that I'm here, it's it's going to be a hard relationship to leave. Even though L.A. is calling for a lot of various reasons, I'm still planning on keeping this as my central home. That's wonderful that you're able to do that. And, you know, I was going to also ask you, um, since you've been out there, has it changed your the way you do readings? Because, of course, you are an astrologer. And I was wondering what effect the move has had on your quote-unquote abilities as far as readings go? I love that question. Yeah, it's enhanced the readings a lot. And, you know, I also believe that vortex here, these are portals that move through the consciousness of the entire planet. So 
I believe it's mm-hmm. contributed to my career shifting dramatically. I mean, it, it, my business has possibly quadrupled in size since I've lived here. And it happened immediately wow. from moving here. Mm-hmm. And as if that vortex mm-hmm. just sent my energy out into the universe and said, we're going to be working with a lot more people. And I think that was a part of me coming out here as well. Um, when I'm giving readings, and like even right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out at the sky in Joshua Tree. And in this vast energy and space is around you. And when you're giving a reading, it is really clear. The thing is, though, about being an Asterian astrologer, it doesn't require my intuition at all. It, it, it literally, matter of fact, right. if I have an intuitive feeling, I go with what astrology says if there's conflict. Um, I'll go right with this system. Uh, and that has uh, proven to me over years of using this system to be the right mode. When I was a Western astrologer, which I was at one point, that was completely different. Um, it required me, I'd, I'd spend an awful lot of time talking to the person at the beginning of a reading, trying to pull out as much energy and information from the person as possible. And I'd give good readings with it because sure. of my levels of intuition were really high. Uh, this system, you can't give me your name. Um, you, you know, I don't want to know if, if you even tell me what your work is accidentally via email, your reading is canceled. I have to have a clean slate of nothing other than your astrology chart in front of me in order for me to really get into that person. And so I do believe, though, here, because there's two things that happen, as you know this. When I'm giving a reading, you're presenting information. You're, you're bringing a new type of consciousness to a person. But my guru in India taught me that what is really going on is happening in silence. There's an exchange taking mm-hmm. place. And that is happening here. That part of it, that which is being done in silence, is much more amplified here. Where when people are done with the reading, I can tell they also got something else involved, which I believe is that connection to the vortex here. So to answer your question, even though I don't believe it's enhanced what I say to a person, I believe it's enhanced what Mm -hmm. is being done in silence. Wow. That's incredible. You know, and yeah, I, I don't want folks where all the to real mis- stuff happens. I don't want folks. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I just wanted to say, you know, because of everything you just said about a clean slate when you're first doing a reading, that does not mean that you can only get one reading when you when you, from from you. Um, it's correct. just that in the beginning, when you're establishing the first contact. Because I remember, you didn't know anything about me when I had my very first reading from you. And the things you were able to pull out, I'm still experiencing, by the way, and very positively. But I also want to remind folks that you were the person who uh, announced that there was going to be a pandemic, and folks can go back and look for Jade to see where that was done. So i got to ask you, what's happening now? What is going to go on? We're in a midterm well, season. Yes, we are. And we are, you know, it's funny, the political side of things I've been completely off the map of. I have no idea what is going on. I, like the news has been non-existent in my life. And often I like news, by the way. It's because of the volume of work here mm-hmm. is just so astronomical. I, I, and I purposely pulled yeah. myself off the map after the election. In, in 2020, I just purposely pulled myself out of it. But um, 2020, I'm going to 
explain the two alignments that allowed me to predict the pandemic. Then I'm going to explain how that correlates to this year. Um, okay. I make predictions via eclipses. Eclipses have nothing to do with the day of an eclipse. This is why Western astrology misses them. They're like, oh, the day of the eclipse. It's not. You know, when you use lunar cycles and the countries or the astrological systems where the countries still use lunar cycles, um, when there's an eclipse, what happens between that eclipse and the next series of eclipses is how you make predictions. Like December 25th of 2019, if you go back, and any astrologer out there, go back and look at the, just draw a map out of that eclipse, December 25th of 2019. Every single planet was involved in that eclipse. Every single planet. When you have an alignment where every single planet is eclipsed, you can guarantee that the planet is not going to be the same by the time the next series of eclipses start. So that eclipse was drew my attention years ago. Like, I'm talking in 2005. I gave seminars about the eclipse in 2019, in 2005, when I started learning about how you make universal predictions. You can follow Saturn. He's going to guide the way. But how extreme you make your predictions will be based on how intense those eclipses are. So that one, December 25th of 2019, every planet was eclipsed. You know the planet was going to be the same. Then Saturn and Pluto conjunct each other and both went into Capricorn at the same time. Okay, there's a dreaded degree out there, the void, of course, the zero degree. It's owned by the dark side of Hecate or Kali. It's owned by her. So when two planets cross over that together, especially two malefic planets like Saturn and Pluto together going into Capricorn, the single most dark sign of the 12 signs the combination of the eclipse in December with that conjunction of planets starting in January, and then we're going to be throwing Jupiter into that conjunction, you knew the planet wasn't going to be the same. So how do you make the prediction that it's going to be a pandemic? Well, I said two things in the article that came out in 2019, either a volcanic eruption of great size, making it difficult to breathe, or a pandemic. So that was my prediction, one or the other. Because Capricorn deals with feeling constraint. It feels it's, it's, it's being controlled by external environments. It's also the reason why we all hate each other right now. Capricorn is the sign of hatred, by the way. It's dark side, not its high side, because Saturn and Pluto mm-hmm. together, we're going to pull the dark side of Capricorn out. Confinement, feeling controlled, hating people, mm-hmm. hatred. It's a star, a sign of hatred. So the combination in someone like myself that studied the Spanish flu, all the same mm-hmm. conspiracies that were there are here. It was a time filled with yeah. conspiracies, filled with them. Mask wearing was bad even then. <laughs> it was the same, wow. almost like what we didn't learn there, we're learning right now. We're like learning how to hash it out again and go through it again. But you could see how we would end up in a world that was confined that easy. So a pandemic or a volcanic eruption wrapping its energy around this planet were the two predictions. Um, I, I said one of the other is going to happen. And so here we are in it. We're still in it. And Capricorn is about shadow work we still have another year left of saturn conjunct pluto in capricorn and shadow work is going on rapidly right now and that's why there's so much hatred everywhere and hatred that could eventually even lead into bigger more powerful abrupt situations even in this year which we'll talk about here in a minute 
Um, but it's really mm. on a spiritual level, what is Capricorn about? It's really about getting in touch with your shadow self. And it's really about, you know, the la- layers are pulled off your conscious mind so you can go deeper into your subconscious in a phase like this and really look at why your life is the way that it is. And I think that's why a lot of people are angry right now. I don't, the, the universal events are universal events. If people are getting really invested into the anger, it's because they're angry. They're angry about what they haven't experienced mm-hmm. or what they haven't had in their life. And what's going on right now is just an opportunity to express that type of anger and hatred anyways. That's Capricorn. It's shadow work. We are supposed to be doing shadow work. So if you're conscious, you can do that shadow work and make this the most amazing phase you've ever had in your life because the layers of your shadow are just killing off so you go deeper, deeper into your darkness to see what it is. But if you don't do yeah. that work, then you're looking at the world as your problem. <laughs> and you're using it as a medium to express your problems. It's you. It's not the world. I'll say something that will bother everybody. My guru said, this world is perfect. You're not. If you can embrace that the god, or what I call goddess, creates the world that we live Mm -hmm. in, preserves the world that we live in, and destroys the world that we live in, if you can embrace all three, then the world is perfect right now. Mm -hmm. We're just dealing with the destroyer right now. And what sign rolls over the destroyer? Capricorn. So what's going on is a part of the divine plan. No matter what side anyone is on, this was predictable, meaning... It's supposed to be happening. Why is it happening? We are mm-hmm. unraveling the shadow right now. You know, and this is really, in my opinion, for people out there, it's a time for really popping in to look at where your shadow self is in your relationship to yourself. Are you an angry person? What are you angry about? Is it, it, The world is just triggering it. It's already there. That's why this mm-hmm. anger is going deep. I mean, even a drive to Los Angeles, you have to watch out where you're driving, the way people are driving, the way people are flying. It's, it's like everyone is angry. And, and this yeah. is why I think it's about going one step deeper. Most people are not focused on their spiritual life, so they're angry about the way their life has turned out. So that's, I believe that's what we're dealing with right now. I, politics are a means for it. But really speaking, you know, if you look at you know, Obama as president, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, conspiracies, anger at the other party, it's yeah. always been there. I mean, it's always been there. You know, Obama yeah. even said that. He said, this is not new. <laughs> it's just now magnified. Yeah, that's true. all it is. And, 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 and so we're just dealing with a magnified anger everywhere. And I've been telling people, and people have not liked this, but I'm really firm about this, be careful. Have your preferences of your beliefs and have the preferences of your likes and dislikes, but don't get caught in the hatred because then you're caught in the shadow parts of your own self. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the world. The world has always done these types of things. There's always been pandemics. There's always been war. You know, you've heard me say this before. I have a client of mine that studied 4,000 years of human history only to find 27 years of peace out of 4,000. The world is always like this. So what's going on, yeah. though, is Capricorn. We're getting closer to our shadow. We're seeing where our anger is. We're seeing how our life isn't working in certain ways, and we're projecting that anger all over the place through politics right now. It's you. It has nothing to do with politics. Uh, now, have your preferences. Have your side. Have your beliefs. But don't get caught in the separation too deeply because then the dark side of Capricorn wins. He doesn't care what the reasons are. He just wants people to hate each other because people have hatred in them. Mm-hmm. He's just using circumstances to produce that hate 
It's just using it, but it's already inside of you, so it's got to be cleaned out. So this is why I believe this is the time to go in and really allow the shadow work to take place. You know, look at your life. Not, I'm referring to you, Rain. I'm referring to people. Looking at your life and going, yeah. what hasn't worked out in my life? Why am I angry? Why am I going through these types of things? And this is what I've been challenging people in a lot of my my work lately is going, don't worry, the world's doing what it's always been doing. You know, we've had Spanish flus, we've had black plagues, we've had wars, we've had everything. This is what this world is about. And I, it's the reminder, Earth is school. It's not your home. The higher realms of consciousness are your home. That should be where your focus is anyways. Earth is school, mm-hmm. and there are masters that exist on this on this world, and they control the whole function of what happens on it. If it's happening here, you know, it was divinely orchestrated. I I really tell people all the time now, I'm like, you know, if you're not really advanced, you're talking about what men are doing to men. Man is doing this to man. Man is doing this to us. But if you're advanced, you have to go, what is the universe doing and why? Why is the universe doing this? That is more important, whether it's a leak from Wuhan lab, whether it's Russia putting into the universe so we can have a third world war. If it's happening, it was Mm. divinely orchestrated to happen. So we need to start looking at the spiritual reasons why this is happening, that we can get out of this shit quicker. If it's all man's doing this, Bill Gates doing that, and Joe Biden's doing this, and Trump, it, it, we get caught in that. You're not concentrating on the divine, because we're getting ready for a new age. You've heard me say this for yeah. years now. And we're in that oh, yeah. countdown now, into this new age, and we can't have this amount of anger going into this particular age we're going into. So the universe is using modalities to kind of clear this shit out of people, but it's already there. Now, I have my side, Raina. You know I do. I have my preferences, and I'm sticking up for those preferences, but I can do that without hatred. And I'm learning more and more to do that yeah. without hatred because I, I just believe this is the world doing what it always does. So here we now are in 2022, and a new series of alignments are starting this April is so powerful astrologically that it it's going to produce some pretty powerful results. And let's talk about this year now. Um, okay. It, it, you know, Rahu goes in Aries in April. No, there's four alignments that are astronomically large in size in April. Rahu goes in Aries. So the talk is, is are we going to have a war here? This is the hardest one for me to predict. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I like a clean slate, like you said. I like a clean slate to yeah. make predictions. I don't have a clean slate about war because I had a I had a, a series of different teachers in India that talked about a third world war. And so, in a sense, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about it before. You know, I, I do believe that Rahu and Aries, which starts in April, people will start feeling it in, in March, could produce some pretty substantial results in relationship to a war. Um, at the mm-hmm. same time, it's not really what I want to focus on. And the reason for that is is my mind is skewed by what I heard from other people. Like my prediction with the pandemic was mm-hmm. not. That was, that was cleanly from Asterian astrology. My prediction of the riots right. in June, clearly from astrology. Yeah. This year, record-breaking heat, record-breaking cold, clearly from astrology. War is not yeah. clean slate for me. It is, you know, I have been told that there would be a war between America and Russia and that America would, wa- would wipe Russia off the face of the earth in three months. <laughs> I've been told that. Wow. I've been told that a few times. And so I, and that the world would never, ever recover and be able to go back to normal because of that. 
So I don't like that well, in my mind. I heard someone say that in India. Could alignment like this bring it? It could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I want to concentrate on one of the more powerful alignments in all astrology that's going to be taking place also in April. And that is the planet Jupiter and Neptune conjunct and go over that zero degrees together into Pisces. And hence, that's why you heard me already talk about, I don't know if we did talk about it, but I had many clients from November to now hear me say, this could be a year of a tsunami or tsunamis, plural, because of Mm -hmm. Pisces and Jupiter being conjunct. Jupiter, by the way, is a mutable planet, rules over Pisces and rules over Sagittarius, both mutable signs. So it adapts to whatever planet it conjuncts. So when it conjunct Pluto in 2020, it would spread death. Pluto everywhere, pandemic. It conjuncting Neptune spreads Neptune everywhere, water. But let's talk about what that means to spread the consciousness of water everywhere. Empathy, compassion, mm-hmm. consciousness, art, creativity spirituality but I also believe it's going to rise the waters on this planet and and in some way shape or form I and the Pluto excuse me the Neptune going into Pisces lasts for 14 years by the way so I believe there's a 14 year phase that starts this April where there's going to be some powerful watery changes possibly melting of the Arctic a little bit deeper rising waters here we've already had one tsunami already I don't know if that volcano is done either and it's wow. that type of a year where I'm going to be watching what happens with the water element. Capricorn is the earth element, hence why I thought maybe volcanic eruption would take place or it making this planet difficult to breathe on earth. But Pisces, wow. Jupiter conjuncting Pisces is about the rising of waters. It's also about the spiritual component of this because Jupiter is a spiritual planet. It's also about us growing in consciousness. And I do believe we're going to have a little bit more empathy coming for each other. And I think that there's options to have some more compatibility with people that we don't get along with. I think options for that are there. Um, And the negative element of this alignment could be sorrow. And if if this particular alignment goes dark... Um, then it, then the alignment then produces sorrow, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Meanwhile, wow. this planet has to change, you know. This planet has to change. Yeah. I've had people recently ask me where in these world changes where to go, and I've been telling people, you know, places like Japan that you wouldn't expect, um, or places like New Zealand, places that in the future are, are spiritual leaders. Um, but I was also told again that Japan would be a part of India in the future due to the changes of water on this planet. Now, that's some wow. of my predictions, but I trust that person. That person mm-hmm. also has been incredibly accurate. My predictions are waters are going to start rising here, and that does mean the coasts are going to be affected. But I will also tell you, most of my clients have heard me say this over the last couple of months, I think the east is going to be affected by this the most. Um, we are going to be affected here. We're going to have our own series of things happening mm-hmm. here. But I think the east is where the waters rising could be more significant. We'll have our experiences here, but it's the east that I believe is going to be harder hit by things that take place in this 14-year span. It just happens to start this April. This happens to start. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But so I'm expecting there to be a little bit more consciousness flowing everywhere, a little bit more love, a little more compassion, a little bit more art, creativity. I do see there's potential some good years still coming in these alignments. I do. Um, it's the people that are younger that I think are going to be going through a lot of challenges. And that's the thing my guru in India used to always say. He would say, as you advance, one of the hardest things to deal with is people that are spiritually younger, <laughs> the youth. You can't force people to grow. You can't force people to awaken. So you have to endure what younger souls are going through. You have to. It's a part of the compassion of the universe. We have to learn to love people that are younger spiritually. And that's going to be the, you know, the challenge we have to open up to. But you know, more unevolved people, I believe this alignment is going to deeply stir them up. Uh, people that don't have a path, that don't have an internal center. I believe the watery element of this particular alignment is going to stir that emotional energy up inside of them, creating more disruptions. And I don't like using this word, a word that I used in 2019 that everyone seemed to forget because of what happened with the pandemic, but I'm concerned about more mental illness. I did say in my early predictions before the pandemic started, this alignment was also going to create strong mental illness in people the one that we're already in, Saturn in being a Capricorn. And that has absolutely been the case. People with potentials towards mental illness were going to struggle greatly. And I do also believe this alignment that's coming could induce a little bit more for people that struggle with things like that. So, um, so I'm expecting a divide to take place on some level between people that are more conscious and people that are younger. They're not ignorant. They're younger. We were all there at one point. We can't be mad at people that are younger than us. We even have to endure them. You know, we even have to. That's a part of sharing this planet, you know. But I do believe there's going to be a great division. I think people that are spiritually focused are going to rise greatly in consciousness. And I think people that are, you know, younger are really going to struggle with that call to become more empathetic. And so they'll resist that. And there can be potentials for more battles and wars and things of that nature because of the feeling of being forced to evolve creates a resistance mm-hmm. to people that are younger. So I think there, I think you'll see some high vibrational people get higher and higher people that are on planes of consciousness, people that are focused on spirituality, having really deep awakenings from this, but people that resist that are going to go more on darker paths. And I don't, you know what I mean by darkness. There's human darkness and there's yeah. spiritual darkness. They're not the same thing. Human darkness is ignorance. I want nothing to do with human yeah. darkness anyway, anywhere. Spiritual darkness is different. That's the liberator. That's Kali. That's Shiva. That is the darkness we need to go yeah. to in order to find our light. It's our, it's our shadow that we need to embrace in order yeah. to find our power. I love spiritual darkness because it's an elevating force. I do not like human darkness at all. It's ignorance. It's yeah. the problems we're dealing with on this planet. And they need to be separated, too, just as there is positive light and negative light, by the way. Positive light is consciousness. Negative light is ego and pride. That's why a lot of people that get really caught up in white light are these egomaniacs. They're everywhere. <laughs> and so there's a shadow of everything. There's even a shadow of light. There's a shadow of darkness as well. So the divide, I think, is going to become stronger between those that are spiritually focused and more conscious that, Conscious with the people that are also suffering here on the earth plane a little bit. 
But on the Earth le- wow. level, the water element takes over, so I have to go look at these alignments that affect water. I'm looking at this, uh, this spring and summer, and for the rest of the year, there's going to probably be some pretty significant things that happen with our weather uh, pertaining to water. Um, there can be earthquakes and alignments like this, uh, and more than likely will be, um, and tsunamis. <laughs> I, I, I made the joke to someone, I'm like, oh, that one tsunami just happened, just stole my thunder for this show, because that was going to be, because so many people heard me predicting tsunamis in this particular year. Um, but right. yes, tsunamis were my prediction. And even my July, that I'm booked till July of 2022, me putting the earth in water was completely on purpose, uh, of just the water element starting to take over this planet in this particular year. So it's going to be intense, but I also do believe there are good years coming. Um, I do believe, you know, that we might even see the pandemic start to reside a little bit when Saturn goes into Aquarius for a short period of time this year in April. Another alignment that happens in April. From April to July, Saturn goes back into Aquarius. So I think there is going to be talk of the pandemic receding. And then the fall, there might be some new COVID surges, but then Saturn goes into Aquarius permanently next year in March. Mm. And so that is, I'm still pointing to that, to when the pandemic era starts to recede. Uh, We'll still have the coronavirus, I believe, for 20 years. As long as Pluto's in Capricorn, we're going to have the coronavirus, 20 years. But I believe the pandemic era might start clearing out next year. so fascinating that I'm already hearing people talk about that now. Uh, The Omicron doesn't fit the bill uh, for these strands getting heavier, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I right. will tell you that these alignments going on are so unusual. This Pluto-Saturn conjunction that happened at the start of the pandemic is so rare. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is really rare. Um, there, so it's very interesting to make predictions with alignments you've never seen happen before in your lifetime. These are what we're dealing with right now, unprecedented alignments that rarely ever happen. They're happening, and, and have two of them happen within a two-year span or a three-year span, that's a mm-hmm. sign this planet is shifting. We feel it. We can see it. But I'm half reminding everybody, it's the universe's planet. <laughs> if it's going on out there, it's going on because it was permitted by the universe to go on. Stop looking at men doing this, doing that. I don't care how it got here. It had to pass through the laws of consciousness to get here. It's here. So maybe start thinking about where we are going to exist after this is over and what good it could potentially bring. The health level of consciousness we're going to go into when this thing's over, we're not going to be the same. We will have risen through this thing, and it's time for people to start seeing that this has come from consciousness. It's come from the universe. Even if it came out of a Wuhan lab, it still had to pass through all these forces of nature to get here where it's at now. So it's the universe doing these things so that is a reminder so like i said the unevolved are blaming men for everything the advanced see the universe doing everything there's a big difference and i'm telling people rise up energetically and start recognizing what the planet is doing and and consciousness and why it's doing it because if we can look at why this is happening not pointing fingers at people then we grow from this we might have to go through something like this in the future because if we don't yeah. grow from this, in my lifetime, I'm going to be predicting another pandemic in our future. Another one. Wow. If we do not see where this is coming from. Keep looking at men. So, I, so I'm judging people in advance right now. 
the, the yogis in India are not talking about Bill Gates. <laughs> They're talking about Wuhan Lab. Yeah, true. They're praying to goddesses. Yeah. They're praying to goddesses to stop yeah. this right now. Yogis are. You know, saying, we've learned. Let's, okay, let's move on. Well, maybe we've learned, maybe not. That's up to the universe. But um, I'm not telling people not to have preferences. I have mine. And they're strong. Raina, you have yours. They're yeah. strong. And that's okay. Yeah. We can find a way to coexist in this difference. And I do believe there will be a point where we do. Saturn and Aquarius is going to start offering some type of hope to bring humanity together. At the same time, I believe while there are more advanced people connecting, I still believe there's going to be problems with the younger spirits. Not ignorant, younger. We were all there. We were all there at one point. Had previous lives of ignorance. And you gradually through time awaken. And so I believe us more conscious people are going to have to learn to be empathetic to the people underneath us. Kind of like, you know, a Buddha-like consciousness. You know, you have to embrace the people that are not advanced, that they're younger. It's not their fault. Anyways, these alignments coming, there are four in one month that are astronomically large. Rahu goes in the Aries. I don't want to talk about war. I don't, because I, if that happens, so people have to understand this. If India and Pakistan, they have the lowest grade of nuclear weapons, the lowest grade, if they had a nuclear war with each yeah. other, that could end our planet. <laughs> the way yeah. we see it. Russia and yeah. America is a whole other matter. It's like even tapping sure. into that. And I have had gurus tell me there was going to be one. And they, I, what, I, what they told me, two different gurus told me what I told you. There will be a third world war between America and Russia. And America would wipe them off the planet. <laughs> and, and it would contribute wow. to three quarters of the planet's population being reduced. And would change the planet, its consciousness and what it represented due to radiation. I don't even want to go there. Could this alignment produce the Whoa. beginning of things like it can? But I feel there's more important things that if we can get into a level of consciousness where we start to love each other and appreciate where we're different, we can avoid something of that nature. Because why war would happen is because our anger at, at each other is so advanced and becomes so heightened, war is the only result. And that war would only be a representation of our anger we have at everybody. It would just be representation of consciousness acting out that way. That's why you can see that building. You can. That our anger at each other is becoming so substantial for all of our different opinions that war is the only result to manifest that in the world plane, the earth plane. So I want to think about how we can unify and how we can actually start embracing the people that we don't like. And, and learning to keep our values and keep our beliefs while understanding the other side and appreciating it. If we can do that, I believe we can afford a third world war. And so I want to emphasize wow. that because I have goals, you have goals, I have a life I like, you have a life you like, so does everybody else. Let's not bring that into our consciousness. And if we have one, it's us that did it because look at how much anger we have at each other. It's just going to be a manifestation of our hatred towards each other if something like that happens. And that's why we got to reach out farther and, and, and go beyond the hatred we have for the other side, whatever that side is. Um, and Neptune, Jupiter, let's bring that watery energy into empathy, compassion, and growth, and let's, let's materialize that. Or we're going to have different conversations next year, <laughs> totally different conversations yeah. next year. Because could a year like this produce results that strong? Absolutely. 
and I'm looking at April. I'm looking at April right now. <laughs> Four massive alignments in one month. Rahu goes into Aries. Saturn goes into Aquarius for a short period of time. And then Jupiter, Neptune conjunct together and all move into Pisces all in one month. Astronomical. It could even be subtle. It's so powerful that over a period of time we feel the effects from it. But the way the world's behaving right now, I could see some pretty intense things, including world disasters, weather disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis. Um, I could see all that materializing. But I will tell you this. The disasters that come from nature represent something different. They represent a new age we're going into. War represents mm. our ignorance as people. So the natural disasters that are coming are a part of the plan as we are going into a new age where there's going to be more consciousness, more love, more empathy. And the world has to adjust to that. That's natural. War is unnatural between men. So that will be us materializing this because we can't get out of the hatred for other sides. We materialize a war if we can't get out of it. So I'm pleading with people, stop it. And, and then if we and now keep your sides, we can actually disagree with each other and not go into this amount of hatred that's exposed. We can do that, but a war will be a result of the hatred we have towards each other. So let's think about Neptune bringing empathy, compassion, and a new age of consciousness. I do believe we're going to have weather disasters. I think some of that's going to be inevitable. I even see some really strong things coming that could be unique to this year, even melting of the glaciers wow. even more rising waters on this planet over a 14-year period. But I don't want to see that war. Wow. I, don't even, like, I already told someone yesterday, they're like, you're going to talk about Third World War? I'm like, I can, but I don't want to because that is the end of this whole thing. And you can feel the anger towards man, towards man, building to that just in consciousness. Let's forget about Russia, forget about America, and forget about you know what could materialize that in the world of weaponry, let's, talk, let's think about the way we are behaving with each other right now. Are we capable of pulling that into the world we live in? It feels like we can right now. That's how much hatred we have towards each other right now. And so that part's got to stop. And if we can't stop it, it's the only result is that. And so let's go for the other. Let's, I, I'm natural disasters, I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stay right there that I believe this year is going to produce some pretty powerful things. Um, I can already feel some of the light coming off of some of these energies coming. Mm -hmm. What makes this alignment also unique is this is for advanced astrologers or people that know astrology. This earth wobbles. It's called the procession of the equinox. And that procession of the equinox creates the ages that we exist in, not planetary conjunctions. That wobble of the Earth's axis determines our ages. And that wobble is so slow, it's a 26,000-year cycle. And where Earth is in relationship to that cycle, the Earth right now is at 2 degrees Pisces, and it moves backwards. So when you go into the age of Aquarius, which is in 2,500, which in the scope of a 26,000-year cycle is nothing, means we're almost there according to that cycle. But we're at two degrees Pisces right now, moving backwards, and we'll hit uh, in 2,500, the age of Aquarius in 2,500. We're at two to three degrees. This conjunction of Neptune and Jupiter takes place at two degrees Pisces. So it 
literally th- throws that energy of that conjunction of Jupiter and Pisces directly onto this Earth. That is advanced astrology, and that is unique. That type of stuff rarely happens. So this planet, I believe, starts to move forward deeper towards this new age that's coming here. Um, and so it's big. It's powerful. Wow. Um, yeah, it's powerful. Uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of the things you said, um, I had a, I had a birthday show last October, and I kind of lost my shit on the air um, because I'm so tired of people abusing and being abusive towards younger spiritual practitioners um, and I, I, I just did a general call out of leave these people alone. We would not have been able to survive the scrutiny that we put people under now, we being, you know, folks over the age of 35. Um, and I'm, I'm so encouraged that young folks are like, well, they may be aggravated with us. They're like, yeah, we get you. You've been around forever, but we're trying something new here. And anything that is good will stay, and anything that is a failure will fall away. And, you know, it happened to me spiritually. It's happened to everyone spiritually, only we weren't doing it in the, pro- in, in the public eye. So a lot of what you're saying about uh, supporting people who are not fully developed spiritually yet or are on their path or are learning and having experiences for the first time. Uh, the older folks have to be patient. That totally resonates with me. The whole thing about anger, it, you may find this very interesting because you know I was very, very invested in politics and, and have been for many, many years. But I, too, have stopped watching the news on a regular basis because I know that my anger is unhealthy when I let it get to a certain point. And now the anger is starting to turn to anxiety, which definitely I see in what you're saying about mental health issues, which is something else that we're talking a lot more about these days. So, I mean, everything you're saying, I'm like, wow, I'm starting to see this already. This is, you know, you're you're on it, Jade. <laughs> There's no question. Well, you know, and this is where the Capricorn energy comes in. It's like it's time to it's time to really do shadow work. You know, it's like yesterday I had two yeah. clients where both women were like, I'm so depressed. Relationships have never went mm-hmm. my way. This one girl was like, everybody is, I've ever been in a relationship that has left me, every single one. So shadow work is, I, I say to her, well, why do you want to be left? I don't. Well, then why do you keep attracting the situation can we go a little bit deeper and she was like well everybody i get in a relationship with you know ends up with someone else they end up being interested in this or whatever these random things i'm like well no no no, that's not that's not looking at the men you attract you attract them for a reason you have to recognize that you don't want these relationships well, why, oh, no, I do. Mm-hmm. I just want love in this life. No, no, no. Then why do you keep attracting the person that leaves? This happened to me twice yesterday. And, and she was, I'm like, I'll tell you why. 
because a part of you is done with all of this stuff. It wants something more than all of this. That's why you keep attracting unfulfilling experiences in your life. It's because you're done. So let's let go of the child in you that's, I need love. It's not someone else's job to love us, by the way. It's our job to love ourselves. The biggest awakening you can have is when you realize that. Don't put pressure on people to love you. You've got to love yourself. And when you do that, you'll have that love in your life, but why do you keep attracting those? This is, this is Saturn and Capricorn that's bringing this conversation up in me, not me going off on a tangent, saying you don't want these relationships. You want to be free of them. So let's start talking about why you want to be free of them, and A, that can contribute to you attracting more healthy relationships, or it could be you realizing you don't need them anymore. And that's why they're unfulfilling. we got to keep going deeper into ourselves and realizing, you know, that we're the problem. And if we're the problem, why are we creating problems? Why are we attracting problematic situations? We have to go deeper and realize that this comes from a source of us wanting to be free. And we want freedom from these things. We just have these baby emotions and society saying this is what you need in life in order to be happy. We have these things. Saturn and Capricorn, I'm telling people, it's, it is time to keep peeling the layers off. And if you use this cycle, which goes on until next year, March, to look at what your shadow is saying to you and what it wants and start reversing the concepts that people understand like, oh, everybody leaves me. Well, then why do you want to be left? I don't. Oh, yeah, you do. Why? Let's talk about why. Oh, I'll give you the answer. You want freedom from it. You're tired of this stuff. And the, and the girl started crying, by the way. She's like, I am. I'm, I'm so sick of it. I'm so let's not keep repeating everything. Let's be free of it. You want freedom? Let's go into freedom. And then, and then if you ever have a relationship in the future, you attract someone who's actually healthy and maybe might stick around. Or you may realize we're in a new age. Stand up on your own two fucking feet. You can do this on your own. We have to start looking at our shadow and we have another year where it's open do it do the shadow work everything in life you're attracting my guru said you're responsible for everything that's ever happened to you and accept that and have peace you can't accept that blame this blame that no peace highest information there is meanwhile my guru was a capricorn <laughs> he was a capricorn <laughs> so he knew exactly what he was talking about and and i'm telling people do the shadow work we have a year left of it stop blaming and pointing fingers start looking inside what do you want out of creating the problems in your life why do you want those problems and free yourself from all of them we have a year left of this opening it's like a portal into your shadow and it can really do some tremendous work wow I mean, I, you know, I understand why people have a propensity to blame uh, when it comes to relationships because of the way a, a large portion of us have been raised. And I discovered that just because I was raised by certain people in a certain way, I was able to choose to do something different. And it took me a really long time. And I wanted to ask you about people trapping themselves in cycles because that's exactly what you're describing, that, that sometimes we just we trap ourselves with the familiar whether or not we want it. And that's so interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, it was really important because it's been a conversation of I'm hearing because Capricorn makes you feel regretful. It's now a lot of people are feeling mm -hmm. the regret of what their life hasn't become. 
and and it's them. It's just us. We are only materializing what's going on the inside. And and the constant addiction to needing people is where I really stand in. It's like, listen, you know, these are ideals that are programmed on us, on society. We want to be free of that. We want to be independent. We want to be so strong in ourselves that none of this shit matters. And that is where we need to stay. And after this Capricorn phase is over, we go into Aquarius now, Saturn. And he brings out the problems with Sat- with Aquarius uh, Saturn does, but they're very different. I'm telling people, do portal work into your consciousness, your subconscious. Start figuring out why your life is the way it is and stop pointing fingers. It's just you. That is what shadow work is. It points everything right back at you. You're responsible for it. And start asking yourself why, because you have an answer. I mean, that one girl I gave a reading to yesterday, I mean, she started crying, and it was because she was like, I do want to be free of it. I want to stop relying on people. I want to, and I'm like, okay. So now let's change permanently. Let's shift patterns. Patterns are really fucking hard to get out of. They keep recurring, yes. and we've got to be strong enough in ourselves to break them. And we're under alignments right now with all the hatred and all the darkness, being human darkness, being exposed out there. There is an opening going on in each individual that you can get out of this pattern with what's going on universally. And that's how you use the dark Capricorn energy that's out there is go into the shadow figure out why your life has turned out the way it is and accept that you are exactly where you want to be and that's if you can accept that you can get out of your own frustrations and angers because i believe this what i'm talking about is the actual reason we hate other people right now i don't even think it's the reasons we're bringing up i think we're mad about where our life is at in ourselves like when i see someone mad about someone over this that or whatever i'm like you're just mad about yourself. <laughs> about, and this is giving yeah. you something to point your finger at. And that's it. I'm, now, there are real reasons. We, like you and I agree politically almost every – I don't know something we don't agree on politically. So we're on the same page. Um, but right. I'm, I've been really stretching out to embrace the other side and what it, it's looking into with, while keeping me strong and firm in my beliefs. Uh, and getting out yeah. of the anger I have at all that because I realize my anger can contribute to universal problems, uh, not natural disasters, yeah. but human ones. And that's why there's a plea in me saying sure. get out of the anger because we can manifest something big that we don't want to deal with. Like that explosion fight you have with someone that ends your relationship and you're like, oh, yeah. why did I say those things? We are approaching that universally right now and we got to find a way out quick. Wow, that is just mind-blowing. And everything you're saying, I have to uh, be honest about in myself. And it's, I am dealing with myself about my intense anger. And, you know, anybody who's listened to the show before knows how I can be politically. And I, you know, sometimes it is, frightening to me because I see how angry I get and it seems like out of control and I'm working really hard to rein it in and perhaps not need to feel it so much on the inside. Sometimes you just have to let people go and be who they are. Uh, It doesn't mean you have to like what they're doing, but to argue, and and it's not that I argue with people publicly. I don't. I refuse to. It's not, there's no point. But even the anger I have within my own family, you know, with a mother who says facts don't matter because she's a Trumpster and can't wait for him (laughs) to regain his rightful seat as president. I'm sorry. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, so I've noticed that some of my anger is now turning into a bit of anxiety, and I'm dealing with it that way because, quite frankly, for me, anger is like this wild horse that storms out that you can't get back to the barn. Anxiety is much more personal and deep-seated, and it is easier for me to translate anger into a, a feeling of anxiety so I can deal with it personally because that is internalizing it and dealing with it that way seems to be how I'm manifesting it. But I don't know. We'll see how that works out. But it's something I've, I've been talking about a lot lately with, you know, being honest about health, you know, mental health struggles. A lot of us go through them and, you know, I just see the changes you're talking about coming. It's, it's incredible. And we got to get right. Otherwise, there there are going to be things that are irretrievable, and that's frightening. I agree. Amazing. Wow. I mean, so, Jane, very, very. It's it's incredible. That? Everything you're saying, <laughs> I absolutely, from experiencing it before. I, I've known you for a number of years now. We've we've talked often, and. Yeah, I mean, when you say something, it's like, take that to heart, because you know it's the truth. But anyway, we're pretty much out of time, but tell people where they can get a hold of you or, or find your videos or anything you want to share. I like people finding me on Instagram these days. Um, Instagram.com forward slash Jade So Luna, and find me there, and we will keep this conversation going next time I'm on your show which is going to be rather soon. I'm very excited. That's correct. Me, me, I'm excited about it as well, and we'll talk further about where this is going then. Fantastic. Jade, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for all of the insight you bring. It, it's so valuable. I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for bringing me on your show again, and I'm looking forward to the next as well. Fantastic. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day. You too. All right. All right, everybody, that's it for today. I will see you next Saturday with Keldon. We're going to talk about his new book, The Witch's Sabbath. Have a blessed week. Talk to you then.